welcome back to Grit Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. It is May, and there are no games on Sunday, and there are no super contest cards to fill out, but we figured we'd check in, see if you guys were still there, make sure you guys have a pulse. And uh, maybe fire some futures that we can then revisit in three months and give you different opinions about. Uh, nothing has really happened since the last time we recorded, I don't think. At least football-related, right? We just... The draft. Breezed, breezed on... I mean, there are no games or anything, right? Since the last time we recorded. Some no. players move teams and some players join the league. <laughs> The whole point I was making there was how terribly wrong I was about the Falcons. <laughs> that flew over everybody's head. Yeah. You were, you were really wrong. <laughs> Wait, were we wrong, though? Hold oh, on a second. Right at halftime, if that counts. Does that count? No, no. we were right. You were, you were right with We were, with right. We were 100% the right if the Falcons had a coach who had ever picked up the sticks and played Madden. Uh, they'd all have Super Bowl rings. Or if Tevin Coleman didn't, you know die in the middle of the game or if the Patriots didn't have Belichick yeah the goat himself they handed it to him (laughs) Dan Quinn so we uh if you have not been following us on Twitter as a group at gridiron gamble uh Moni oh Donnie and Brett Steak dinners, but thankfully... Tofu dinner. Tofu dinner for Donnie. DP dropped the meat. Salmon steak, come on. Isn't salmon meat? Salmon is a fish. Yeah, isn't... Salmon? No, we're going going big. Lobster tails, scallops... (laughs) Oh, listen, I'm totally in for lobster tails and scallops. Fuck. So I take, it, I take it you're not firing any 1Ks this summer, Rich? No. This is this is your 1K? That, that's it. No uh, no MTTs for me. No double bullets in WPT 500. This is it. That's It just goes to this dinner. I'm totally fucked. Congratulations. Yeah, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't have any Super Contest games to pick, although we do have some news on that front. We've been doing some some calculating in the collective lab and it looks like we've been... Ineff- Don't say we. In it-, <laughs> it looks like some members of the team have been inefficiently making selections. So we think we're going to tinker with the process. But we'll we'll give you some more full up, fuller updates uh, maybe at the end of the summer, closer to the falls. For now, let's, let's look forward. Let's look at some futures. Uh, the draft has ha- been had. Free agents have been nagged. So we have a bit of a clearer picture of what's going on in the league. Of course, things will change through OTAs, mini camps, and the preseason, but we can always fire off some some terrible uh, future predictions and then make some re-future predictions that are even worse on top of that. Does anybody know what the pizza standings are, by the way? I'm owed a lot of Jeremy Curley pizzas. I know that. Yeah, I owe you a pizza for sure. Uh, I believe I'm square with Brett. I might actually be down one to him. Donnie still owes me a quadruple platter of pizzas. Wow. Rich owes me nine. Four layers. Nine pizzas? Do I really? 
because Donald Trump won the presidency. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do owe you. I will, I, will, I will be transferring those over to Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a lot of pizzas. A lot of pizzas. Uh, and Donald J? Damn. Yeah. Damn, son. So we have to do some pizza standings. We'll, we'll update you on that. Gridiron Gamble on Twitter. So let's, let's do some futures. I told the boys, let's find your favorite over win total, under win total, Super Bowl future, and then... Week one lines are up, you guys. So we can do a little prediction, at least for now, of what games might be our number one picks if week one were to be this Sunday. We're using the Pinnacle lines. Uh, if you guys want to check them out yourselves, Pinnacle.com. They uh, are known to be the sharpest lines in the industry. And let's start it positive. Let's start with some season win totals that we like the over for. And I will turn to Mo, who had the best record among us in terms of picking a top five. And I'll let him go first, Mo. Keeping it positive, keeping the moose in the meadow. Which team over do you like for this season? Well, I'm just going to apologize in advance to Brett. But, man, you guys all know. I posted in the thread, I went ape shit when I saw this line. I don't even know what this line is. Why are the Bills 6.5 on the win total? How, this is insanely low, right? I mean, this just seems crazy to me. This team, I mean, yeah, their defense struggled last year. And looking over the roster, um, it seems likely they might struggle again. I There's nothing to get too terribly excited about on here. You're really convincing us about that over, man. But, uh, man, this offense was awesome last year. This this offense was awesome. Tenth, uh, Number 10 rated offense on Football Outsiders. Number one uh, in the running game. I don't see too much reason they would be much worse this year. They looks like they drafted something called Zay Jones to be a starting wide receiver. But, I mean, let's be honest. Can, can something Zay be any worse than the wide receivers they trotted out <laughs> last year? And, I mean, they didn't even get a full season from Sammy Watkins. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, yeah, you don't want to pay $20 million for him, but the guy is like a league average starter. I mean, he's fine. Like, you can win. You can go 7-9 and nine with him for sure. So, I uh, this this line really confuses me. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the over plus, uh, you know, Rex Ryan factor. I mean... <laughs> Lose that, right? Losing Rex Ryan. First season without Rex Ryan. Jets yeah, went, that's got to be a positive, right? Jets went 10-6. and six. The Bills went 7-9 uh, and nine last year, finishing third in the AFC East. They, of course, finished the season with a W against my fighting Jets. Let's go to Brett on this one. Uh, what's your temperature on something McDermott, your new head coach, and the entire situation in Buffalo? I like it. I'll just I'll piggyback right off Mo because I've got the Bills also as my over. I got two, but I'll, I'll save the other one for later. But yeah, I like the Bills a lot. And Mo talked about it already. We looked at the win totals a few weeks ago, and the Bills were listed. The Bills actually opened at six at one of the Vegas books, and Mo and I almost hopped onto a plane in Vegas and just fired all in. The number six and a half on Pinnacle now, which is disappointing. I'm going to shop around Vegas when I'm there next month and see if I can find six anywhere because that seems way too low for a team that I think has a floor of probably five wins and a ceiling of maybe not. I mean, the Bills play the Jets twice. They'll play the Dolphins twice. Neither of those teams instill fear in anyone. 
And yeah, the out of division schedule is rough. They play the AFC West and the NFC South, but I still see nine to 10 possible wins here. And yeah, you, you mentioned McDermott. This is going to be a more disciplined culture with a young, energetic coach who comes from a great system in Carolina. They've got all the key pieces here still in place with Tyrod, Shady, Sammy, Darius, Kyle Williams. They've all been together now for several years. They want to make the playoffs. They probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but I still like the Bills for eight wins this year. I think that six and a half is way too low, and uh, I, I I love this. I probably will fire a bet on this uh, next month. You mentioned not only has it gone from six to six and a half, but it's also minus 111 on the six and a half, so sharp bettors, it seems like, are inclined to bet the over as opposed to the under. DP, you got any thoughts on your AFC East rival, the Bills? Yeah, but I'm going to have to save them for later because you guys are all idiots and the Bills <laughs> suck. <laughs> there is a, an interesting philosophical question we had about the AFC East because outside of the Patriots, the win totals are pretty horrific. Uh, Bills 6.5, Jets 5, and then the Dolphins, despite coming off of a playoff season, uh, are at 7.5, and, and that has to do with, as Brett mentioned, that tough out-of-division schedule. But it seems like one of those teams, even if they don't make the playoffs, one of those teams has to hit the over on this. But the question yeah, is, yeah, for sure. And I think um, the AFC West to me is on a little. Oh, Mo got the Chiefs this year. You disappeared What's there, up? Mo. You disappeared there, Mo. He said the AFC West West is on a downturn. Dot dot dot. Oh yeah, I just think it's on a little bit of a decline. Uh, the Chiefs sitting at thirty to one right now uh, on the Super Bowl future market doesn't seem to think anybody in the AFC West is really any good besides um, the Raiders. They're the only ones with a win total of at least nine. So uh, I don't I don't think that's anything. You know, even though I was a huge, you know, AFC West best best division last year, but uh, I think it could be a little weaker this year. All right, DP, you are up. You were second in the standings, 52% winner. Which team do you have going over this year? Titans over eight and a half. Second pick is Cardinals over eight. Just pick it and stick it, boys. Very, I ain't got much to say. Very, very interesting that you would pick. Uh, I think the Titans are going to go 10 wins pretty easily. I just think they play a really crappy division. Uh, I feel like they're getting a little bit better every year. I really like their team. I like what they're doing. The Cardinals, it's just, you know, they had a really crappy season last year, but I think that they are a pretty good team still i think that last year was more of an outlier than what's going to be the norm going forward i expect them to return to a pretty dominant position in the nfc titans very popular and also very expensive you got to lay the 145 if you like their season over and the cardinals pretty expensive as well minus 130 for over eight i'm shocked you're taking the titans because doesn't mike malarkey have m&ms for brains isn't that a thing he does, but I'm betting on the talent overruling the M&M for brains out there on the field. So, I mean, don't most of the coaches have M&Ms for brains now? Yeah, all but one. So, yeah, I like the Titans. I, I love that pick. Donnie likes games for sure. <laughs> I, for one, am shocked. <laughs> chalk Peters over there. Mo, are you opposed to the pick or just opposed to the chalk? Uh, the chalk. I, I, I think the Titans are an interesting team for sure. 
Uh, we can talk about them a little later because I was definitely looking pretty hard at their Super Bowl number. But uh, I don't know that I would really want to lay a minus 150 on this. 64 to 1 to hoist the Lombardi trophy. This is totally a play on how horrific the AFC South is. I mean, uh, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a couple of years now, you know how much we dislike this Colts organization and the types of moves that they've made in the roster they've constructed. So it should be no surprise that we think that uh, the Titans are ready to usurp them in the South. Uh, and it just seems like the Jags, the, this is, you know, last year we on Oakland, we, we had the joke, this is the week that their defense shows up. This is the week. Well, for the Jags, it's always been, this is the year. It's been the year. This is the year. And, uh, Man, when when an org like that takes a running back fourth overall or third overall, whenever the hell they took Fournette, you just start losing faith. In, uh, didn't they didn't they re up Bortles? That's right. They uh they uh they took his option for seventeen million dollars next season. They haven't had a win total above six point five for like since I've been like betting on things. And people, I mean that's just insane. People are piling their over at minus one twenty. So I like I like the play. I don't like the juice. Uh, and I'm coming around on on Marijuana too, because all smart people like Marijuana, and uh, they don't like Jameis. So I'm starting to rethink my Jameis over Mariota hype. But more on that. Don't think too hard. <laughs> all right, Brett, you're up next. You said you like the Bills, and you like to couple them with another team. What's that other team? No, you know what? I'll save that for later for my Super Bowl pick. So, yeah, Bills. All right. I'm up, and I am in agreement with Mr. Peters. I like the Cardinals over eight wins. I think the division is crap. Uh, I don't see the Niners taking a meaningful step forward. They might be better. I was really impressed what their ownership group did in the draft, moving back and really collecting picks in what people thought was uh, one of the deeper drafts, at least in the top 100. I think you see the Seahawks take a little bit of a step back, uh, just natural regression. Uh, I like the addition of Eddie Lacy. I've always been an Eddie Lacy apologist, uh, but they, they, I still, I feel like they're gambling too much on that offensive line too frequently. And the defense just naturally has to regress a little bit over time with everybody getting older especially in the secondary. And, I mean, the Rams are just an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, horrific organization uh, run about as poorly as possible. So, uh, in Bruce Arians, we trust, right? If there's another guy besides Belichick that doesn't have M&Ms for brains, it might be B.A. Biggest concern is obviously Carson Palmer. Uh, and Arizona stubbornly tries to make their offense as vertical as possible at all times. And uh, Palmer's arm just can't support that. Just much. give it to DJ. And yeah, get out of the way. Pretty much, or just throw. Yeah. Why don't they do that? You, I mean, yeah, people talk about what a genius Arians is. Why isn't he doing that? Or throw a four-yard drag to Fitz, because like he's a yak king. He's just gonna get the ball and just throw people onto the ground. I don't know. It's 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 a little puzzling. I can I can get behind this just for the sheer factor of uh how bad the AFC West or the NFC West is. 
and how uh, poorly the and Cardinals... Arians versus these guys, yeah. And how poorly it seemed like the Cardinals ran situationally last year. Yeah, it's. but I'll tell you that, you know, like you said, Palmer, it's getting... That guy's held together by glue and, and <laughs> you know, bubble gum. So I... At any moment, the wall, the cliff could be here. And their backup options are not good if it's the same as it has been with uh, Stanton. Uh, I mean, he's like okay but i mean i would you would prefer to have like a mccown type back there you know for sure you uh there really is a cliff there where even if carson as bad as he is uh goes down you really don't like the prospects of (laughs) of who's backing him up so let's move on to the unders and we'll go in serpentine order so i will leave things off and I was going back and forth on this one. I I really wanted to take the under on the Bears just because I think the way they've managed uh, their offensive situation in this offseason. I understand not not re-signing Alshon because they're not really in win-now mode, so it's not doesn't really make sense to pay him. But the entire quarterback conundrum that they put themselves in uh, by giving uh, old boy... I can't even the 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 redhead wonder himself from New Orleans uh, from Tampa Bay. I can't even put my finger to the guy Lennon. looks like me. Looks like my brother. Yeah, Mike Lennon. Uh, all that money and then trading up in the draft uh, to take the first quarterback available in Trubisky. But five and a half. There's just so much variance that could just pop in there and get you over that mark. So I'm going to pivot to uh, the New Orleans Saints and take the under on eight a bit of split action here it's only minus 102 for the under minus 114 for the over uh the Drew Brees wall seems like it's right around the corner he had the plantar fascia and then he had some back issues Uh, I don't know what they're doing as an organization putting so many assets at the running back position uh they already had Mark Ingram and then they go out and sign Adrian Peterson and then they trade up in the draft for another running back when everybody else in the league is peeling back on what they invest in the position and trying to diversify elsewhere. Uh, Their defense remains a mess. And the NFC South, uh, the Panthers should bounce back. The Falcons are the class of the division. And in Jameis, I trust a little bit. So with those factors, I could see the Saints having another down year and not going 500. Any thoughts? I know, I know, Mo. You almost made your living fading the Saints uh, a couple years ago. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I looked pretty hard at the Saints for my under, actually, but um, I did not end up going with that one. Spoiler alert! But I don't hate this pick. Um, I looked at the secondary, and it just doesn't look like it's going to be any good again. So, I mean, when you can't stop the pass in this league, especially you play in a dome, I mean. I just, ah, man, I don't like this team. But, I mean, the thing about the Saints that always makes it tough to fire under is how good their home field has historically been. You know, when you get eight games with a really strong home field, it gives you a little more of a floor than a lot of teams have. So, unless the win total is, like, you know, on the higher side, it is a little bit tough. Any other thoughts before we move on, gentlemen? Yeah, Brett? the uh, the Adrian Peterson signing alone 
is enough reason to lose all hope in that organization. That was that was laughable. I couldn't believe they did that. I mean, I mean, yeah, he was dirt cheap, but that guy has been done for three years. And I get it. There's just so many other spots that I get trying to hit a home run with Adrian Peterson, but why do they hate Mark Ingram so much? What? I don't understand. Isn't Tim Hightower still there? That guy's a that guy, wait. I'm not sure he is. The the man who delivered you a fantasy, yeah, boy, yeah. Yes. You'll you'll always show love for Tim Hightower. Oh, he's on the 49ers. Scratch that. John Lynch, sharp. So sharp. How how sharp is Lynch? I'm starting to really question. He might actually oh, yeah. be the sharp. He might be the Steve Kerr of uh, the NFL, just right out of the booth and just just shitting on people. All right, Brett, give us an under. I, I believe this was Donnie's last year. Uh, Denver is going to suck this year. This is going to be the worst offense in the NFL. They were 28th in offense DVOA last year. Their returning quarterback graded as a 44 on pro football focus last season. This kid cannot get the ball into the hands of his weapons. I mean, especially Demarius. Get that. Get the ball in the hands of Demarius and let him go, but – a, well, Demarius can't catch. But I was about to say, he's going to drop it. Yeah, if he get into his yeah. Hands. and Simeon just can't deliver the, the, the rock anyway. So uh, on top of that, the rushing offense is pitiful. And now a giant clusterfuck with Jamal Charles coming in, maybe C.J. Anderson, but then they also have Devontae Booker. Doesn't really matter because they can't run the football, especially outside the tackles. Their tackles are terrible. Uh, the defense is going to be fine. Not as good as it has been over the years, but uh, – Guy, I, I don't I don't know how they're going to score more than 14 points a game this year. So I'm going way under eight and a half wins. I'm definitely firing this bet. Uh, I think their ceiling is probably eight. So this one looks really, really good to me. And uh, the inverse of that is a team that I really like in the AFC West, which I will get to a bit later. Oh, wow. Uh, let me put this scenario for you. Let's say it's the last week of August. Preseason's going on, and Paxton Lynch has performed like 70% of what Dak did in last year's preseason. Do your feelings change about the Broncos? Nah, I, as much as I love the potential that Paxton has. Yeah, aren't you a Lynch guy? I don't think he's ready yet. That's why I was asking the question. Historically, a Lynch guy, Brickle. Yes, I have been, but I, I also knew he was a project, and I'm just not sure he's there yet. Yo, what is 70% of Dak Prescott? It's not like he exactly lit up the world. In, no, I'm saying in preseason, Dak Prescott was like Joe Montana. I mean, he was good, better than expected, but I don't think he was like Joe Montana, man. Do, you, do you not remember like people putting Dak Prescott in the Hall of Fame because of his... I think a lot of that hype was because he was a rookie. Very so true. you have that expectation. Right. That's very true. I, I think it would be the same reaction if Paxton came out and was throwing 60-yard touchdowns and going like six of seven for buck 50 and two touchdowns. I, because I think the expectation is that Paxton is the backup, and if he came out and just went gangbusters, I think you'd see the same narratives starting to form. You know, very good team, good defense, uh, just a quarterback away uh, due to the Romo injury, and then all of a sudden here's uh, Paxton Lynch coming through and balling out. That could happen. But until that happens, I have no faith in this in this offense at all. <laughs> Poor Broncos. It's so weird too how this how these things happen where 
you almost have to just get lucky. The Seahawks, when they had all that success with guys before they got their contract, you know, the big contract. And then after that, you have to kind of manage the cap, and it's much more difficult. Same thing here. Before Vaughn gets all that money, they dominate. Then they have to pay him because, yeah, you have to pay him. But then you don't have enough for the Malik Jacksons of the world, and you start to get a little worse, a little worse in certain positions. Uh, and it's just hard to really recoup, recoup that type of talent. I mean, at least they didn't pay Osweiler, right? Yeah, that was very sharp of Mr. John Elway. DP, I think we know where you're going with this under. <laughs> well, I actually wrote down three. I I really wasn't a fan of any of the unders. And I I mean, so these aren't super slam dunk home, run, home runs by any means. But I was on board with you, Rich, and the Saints. Uh, you, Brett, and the Broncos. Uh, similar take that I had last year. I think the Broncos are going to just suck this year. Um, but I, I had the bills as well. I just, I think the bills are horrible. I think Tyrod <laughs> played a lot better than he actually is last year and got them some wins that they didn't deserve. And, uh, I just don't think that they're going to perform very well at all this year. I just, I have them. I mean, it's not, I, if I were to pick a number, I'd say they get six wins. So it's not, you know, a huge, a huge, uh, you know, beating of the under, but it does come under six and a half. What do you think their floor is? Their floor? Uh, four wins. <laughs> it's really hard to bet the under then if you think that's the floor. I mean, I'm working with an over-under on six and a half. So I don't have a, that big of a window anyway. That's what I four mean. Is a lot, four is a lot less than six and a half. I guess, I guess you, you get three numbers there, six, five, and four. I guess there is some wiggle there. I don't know. I mean, if... If they don't make the playoffs, I hope they win four games and not like seven or eight like they always do. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. And you get nobody at whatever pick you get. Well, yeah, NFL teams need to understand the value of tanking, but none of them Browns, do. baby. So. Sashi. I was on board with everything the Browns did until they hired Ryan Grigson yesterday. The Browns are always going to be the Browns, Rich. You, that's what you need to understand. You know what this might be, though? I, I think I saw rumblings of this, but this is kind of an original thought. Maybe this is just a sweetheart deal for that Trent Richardson trade. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Grigson, thanks for that pick. Uh, we'll give you a couple million dollars to sit in a uh, conference room and you know play Tetris. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for taking Trent Richardson. Grigson seems like more of a pong guy. I don't know if his brain could handle Tetris. <laughs> Snake. Uh, so good. Uh, all right, Mo, close us out with your under. I was having a tough time on the unders too, actually, I'll be honest. But man, I didn't even really think hard enough about that Denver under. Brett's got me totally convinced on that one. But uh, because, yeah, that, that offense is going to be horrifying. But there's another offense in the AFC West that I'm really worried about, and that's the Chargers. What? So I'm looking at this under. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I actually really like some of the pieces they added. Uh, Mike Williams, you know, if Keenan Allen comes back reasonable, uh, this, you know, they Tyrell. have a lot of weapons, but man, Tyrell the, the Gaz- Phillip, Tyrell the Gazelle, man, yeah, and the way, but the way Philip Rivers looked last year, who, man, that was scary. I think this guy is toast. He is done, and he just he can't get the ball anywhere now. Like if it's if it's past twenty yards down the field or outside the seams, I mean. And you have any sort of decent corner. I mean, 
Rivers might lead the league in pick sixes this year. Strong. What about, I don't know. Uh, I, I, Rich, how many Chargers games are we going to? I mean, we got to, right? They're going to well, be. see, that was the other one. What, no home field. What are you they talking about? No home field. What do you mean? They're team. playing on the soccer field right down the road. The fans are going to be on top of the players at the stadium. Like, Rich and I have sat pretty close in those stands, and you were actually on top of the players. Yeah, like 5,500 like, of them? Like you're, you're playing. If you go to that game and, and you're in row one, you're playing free safety. That's, like, that's how close to the field you are. And if you're up on that little grassy area, I mean, that's just going to be that's going to be like a mosh pit up there. I don't know. People, I, people are going to die. We're, if we're talking about the Broncos being bad, and Mo, you've been very negative in our Skype chat about the Chiefs, uh, and I don't know the, I don't know what the Raiders' ceiling is coming off uh, an injury, f- coming off for Derek Carr, the, the Marshawn Lynch this signing. This is the week. The Marshawn Lynch signing seems really desperate. I think the fact that they well they have to play a game in Mexico City again against New England. Uh, they also have the whole move looming over their head, so they're just kind of just like, what the fuck? So, I don't know. I don't like the Raiders that much either. Seems Chargers! Like, yeah, it seems like the Chargers division to, to be had. This might be, the, this might be the division, you know, that gets in with like a 7-9 and nine team in the playoffs. We're not starting the car this year, Mo. I am. <laughs> All right, let's go back to being positive. Super Bowl, Futures... Mo, who's going to hoist the Lombardi? There was two numbers I really liked in the AFC South. We've already gone over one of them. The Titans, 64-1, seems batshit insane, especially considering their win total is 8.5. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. How can they be 64-1? Like, we're sure that's not like a misprint. <laughs> I mean, that seems like, I'm totally like, with seems like I'm pretty with horrific math. If you if you're if you win a division and you have a playoff home game, you're not going to be sixty four to one to win the this, Super Bowl. They can't be sixty four to one. This team was. I mean, I'm like the opposite of a Mariota guy. I've never really been a fan, but like he's okay. Like he's not bad, and you know this team was playing pretty good football for a lot of the season last year. Their offensive line was great and. I don't know. I, I mean, I think this team is all right. And I just, at 64 to 1, I think you can roll the dice on that. And then the other one that I really like is all, is the Texans, 25 to 1. Um, the number's not as good, obviously, not nearly as good. But the thing I think about the Texans is the reason it might be a little better than the Titans, maybe not from a per, pure value perspective, but like, I think if you, if you take the Titans, you're going to have to hedge pretty much off of a lot of it once they hit the playoffs. Cause I don't know, like they got, you know, this green QB still. And I just don't think they are really drawing live against like the top teams once they get to the playoffs. But Houston at 25 to one, I don't even think you would need to hedge because I actually think this team is drawing live against like the Patriots of the world. They played a damn good. They played a damn good half of football. Without, right. Without, they gave them a without battle for a while with, and they had an okay season last year with the nut low at quarterback. I mean, the absolute nut low. Like 
whatever they do this year cannot be worse than Osweiler was last year. And zero so, snaps from number 99. Yeah, and so so they're getting – that's my thing is just, you know, this defense already strong, going to get Watt back. Clowney, we know he's a favorite on this podcast. I know how you feel about this guy, Rich. This guy is a monster. He is going to dominate the league for the next decade. I think this this defensive line could be historic. I mean, they did lose a really strong corner in a boy and AJ Boye, but you know, I was looking. They signed relatively solid. I mean, he's old. Don't get me wrong, Jonathan Joseph. But there's a reason the guy's still in the league at 33. Uh, he's been a solid corner in the league uh, for a long time. Uh, I think, you know, this this team could be drawing live if they get anything from the quarterback position, basically. And, you know, who knows? There's a chance Deshaun Watson is, like, a good player. I wouldn't really be sold on it or bet money on it, but... You know, if he's even competent, if they can get any sort of competence from the QB, they could still make a trade. Still got time to make a trade the way uh, the Vikes did last year um, at the buzzer. Basically added Sam Bradford and he was fine. So I think if they do something like that, this could be a team to watch out for and make sure you grab the number before they make any sort of trade like that. Though AJ Boy, just another defender to take that uh, career deal. Once the Jags offered it, we saw Campbell go there for what, four years, sixty million, I think it was. Boye took a five-year deal uh, in that same neighborhood, so no longer with the Texans. And I definitely agree here. Uh, I just Watt. The thing about Watt is it's a back, right? And back injuries seem so unpredictable. Uh, Look, just looking at Tiger Woods is such a great example. Once your back goes, then there's no real remedy. Steve Kerr, there's no real remedy for it. The experts in the field don't know whether or not surgery is better or just massaging and trying to do maintenance is better. So anytime it's a back injury, I'm always very wary of the situation. But as a uh, as a type of Hail Mary, I don't hate the Houston Texans, who Brett was on Last year, uh, we'll get to Brett in a second. It's DP's turn. Who you like at their price to win Super Bowl, DP? Uh, I'm with Mo on the Titans. I uh, love 64 to one. Uh, I think it's a really good number. I definitely don't agree with him at all on the Texans. Uh, no, no Mo. Um, I also like the Cardinals. Just going back to what I said earlier, you know, the Cardinals. I think they're going to have a, a season where I think they're going to return to where I expect them to be, and that's a pretty good team. Um, over in the NFC and at 43 to one, I, I can't hate it. Uh, I think the NFC overall is going to be a little bit weaker this year than it was last year. Uh, last year, I think that it was definitely the dominating conference. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as dominant this year. Some teams are going to, you know, come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, so I like the Cardinals to to return to be the favorite to come out of the NFC. And then if they, you know, if they're able to do that, I like their chances in the Super Bowl. I hate how much I'm agreeing with you, but the Cardinals, so I'm going to skip Brett real quick, or my pick too. I mean, how is a Bruce Arians team 43-1 to to win the Super Bowl? Carson Palmer. I know. And the only thing that's also giving me pause is the NFC is just way better than the AFC. Just a, a much harder uh, road to get, not only get to, 
the Super Bowl, but get to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it's but that forty Carson th- Carson could go all um all uh uh Philip Rivers on us at any moment That's, and just yeah. like not even be able to get it to the seams. Uh, I mean, look how quick the wall came for Manning. Yep. Like, yep. The cliff comes really fast. That's, that's unless funny. your name is Brady. I mean, sure. Hey, they've done a good job. I'll admit, you know, they've done a good job uh, tailoring the. I mean, he can't throw it more than twenty yards, but you know, Belichick's the only one who can make it work. So more power to him. But if Brady was on a different team where he had to throw more than twenty yards, you might be singing a different tune, buddy. If it was, uh, if I had to pick an AFC team because of my pause on Arizona. I kind of like the Ravens at 40 to one. I don't know. That's just an organization that never is terrible. And if they just get a positive upswing in terms of variance, they get into the playoffs. I just think the AFC is not very good. As long as you can beat the Patriots and get to the Super Bowl, you're pretty much in. But uh, nothing really on a team perspective, just from a number perspective. 40 to one is pretty high. And the Ravens are never horrific. Even when they're bad, they somehow find a way to get to uh, get to like eight and eight. Uh, Brett, close us out with the uh, Super Bowl. I love the Los Angeles Chargers this year. Philip Rivers is 35 years old. He turns 36 during the season. He doesn't have a lot of time left to get a ring and secure a spot in the Hall of Fame, which you know he wants. You got to remember last year, he lost Keenan Allen and Danny Woodhead early in the season. I think the first couple weeks they had to piece together a receiving core for the remainder of the season. And they still finished 14th and pass offense DVOA. And yeah, Rivers did look awful at times last year, but this year he goes into the season with, I think what could be one of the best offenses in the NFL, certainly one of the most improved Keenan Allen comes back. Mike Williams, I love this kid. I was hoping the Bills were going to draft him. He brings some incredible talent to the outside. They've got Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin, and then tight ends, Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates. This is a ridiculously talented offense. I haven't even mentioned Melvin Gordon, who I'm not a huge fan of, but at least he's above average out of the backfield and provides a really nice threat in the passing in the passing game. I think this offense is going to tear up the NFC West this year. And the defense should be halfway decent, too. Jason Verrett comes back. He, he and Casey Hayward, Dwight Lowry form a pretty nice secondary. Joey Bosa, that guy might be a top-five defensive lineman in the NFL this season. And I like Melvin Ingram, too. I think the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. They are my long shot to win the Super Bowl at 67-1. to And one reason I liked the Texans last year was I thought eight or nine wins could get them into the playoffs. And I think the same could happen with the Chargers this year. And once you get into the playoffs – who knows? It's just you're three wins away from the Super Bowl. So I like the Chargers a lot. I think that 67 number is really sweet. I was all on board until you mentioned Antonio Gates is one of the good players. <laughs> yeah, Brett's, okay. Brett's drunk. He's drunk. He's drunk, guys. It's IPA almost night. 11, it's almost IPA 11 o'clock. It's almost 11 o'clock in Buffalo. I mean, he's had a few. Let's Watching give him what, what am I wrong night. about? Watching what am I hockey. wrong about? And, um, Antonio Gates turns 37 in 20, like 20 days. All right. Well, he's a mentor to a kid that they drafted in the second round last year. Hunter Henry's going to be really good. I mean, I don't. He's good, but I don't care how how thirty five years old Philip Rivers is. That dude's got miles. And look at the tape last year. He can't get the ball anywhere. 
Chargers finished eighth in defense DVOA last year, which is very encouraging. And Bosa, despite the holdout and having a long learning curve, or I should say short learning curve, but uh, short term to uh, to try to learn the entire playbook, came in and was just unbelievable from the start. The uh, Verrett coming back, huge re-addition. So yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with the Hail Mary, especially in a crappy division. I know Donnie is way against this because he, but they're not in the city of San. Your your line was that the city of San Diego is the worst place to play. L.A. got to be an upgrade, right, DP? I mean, San Diego is is top two worst places to play football. Fake fans, just a horrible city. In terms of like sports, I'm talking. San Diego is a great city to live in, but. In terms of like being an athlete and playing for a professional team, San Diego is one of the worst spots to be ever. I mean, the state of Florida has to be the worst, right? Well, Miami is definitely the worst. I mean, by far, <laughs> Miami. <of> one. <laughs> so those are the futures. Donnie and I like the Cardinals. Brett likes the Chargers, and Mister Mo Nuwara. Who are you firing again, Mo? On uh, Super Bowl future, I uh, like Texans, and also, um, if you're looking for the hail, the Titans. That's right. I like the Titans, too. I said two. Just bet both of those together. There you go. They're going to meet in the Super Bowl, and I'm going to be free-rolling. It's going to be so great. Parlay them both to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> All right, let's look at week one. Let's get weird. Let's... uh. Let's look at the week one lines and give our number one picks. And I'm going to start because there is a line. Donnie and I were super excited. <laughs> we were ready to put in a card immediately. I wrote, I wrote down three games, not even thinking, and I could have written down seven. Uh, I wish my boy Cade was still on this team, but he's on my team now, which is, which is equally as exciting that I'll be able to uh, watch Cade ball out in the green and white. But in Sashi, I trust the Cleveland Browns, boys and girls, are getting nine points at home against yes. the Pittsburgh Steelers. This line is mind-blowing. Are we, we're starting the season off like this? <laughs> we have to start. They're getting nine points at home. What is happening? <laughs> I'm down. I mean, let's go. Uh, here's some stats for you. Since the merger, teams giving a touchdown or more on the road in week one are six and nine against the spread. Nothing too special, but in the illegal contact era, uh, I like this is how I like to segment the current NFL. So from 2004 until now, where offenses are more abundant and there's a bit more variance because teams can score uh, with ease, uh, those favorites, touchdown favorites on the road, are only one and three in week one. Uh, the team that covered was the Pats when they destroyed the Dolphins in 2011. And the other three teams, not only did they fail to cover, but they won by a combined seven points against their opponents. So less than three points per game uh, was their margin of victory. We don't know enough about these teams in order to just lay nine points uh, week one. The public hates the Browns. The public loves Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, and the Steelers. This just seems like a dream spot that we're. So gonna what's be that line going to be in September? Uh, 
Seven. I, yeah, probably six and a half, seven. Not nine. If it's nine, like back. Well, if the public, if the public loves Pittsburgh, wouldn't it go up? Because well, sharp action moves lines, so large amounts of money from sharp people, right, might bring it closer to a touchdown. Oh. <laughs> you guys ready to get on the Browns train, baby? Let's go. What What's your pick, Brett? Let's go. Yeah, take Brett. us to take us somewhere else. Yeah, let's go. Brett. <laughs> I I got three. I wrote down three. I've got the Bills minus six against the hey, Jets. I think the, hey, I think the Bills. Hey, hey now. I think the Bills are being undervalued. It really has nothing to do with the Jets. I mean, we all know the Jets suck. I just think the Bills are being undervalued. I think that line should be at least a touchdown. Uh, I also like the Chargers. They're getting three and a half on Monday night at Denver. That's a game they could win. Uh, obviously, love the hook there. And the Titans. Titans are home underdogs against Oakland. Get out of here. With that shit, this Titans should be week. minus two. This uh, is the so week. That's... Yeah, I was looking at the Titans as well, and knowing Brett uh, Donnie's Titans biases, is that going to be one of your three as well? DP? Oh, wrote down Titans as soon as I saw them. First <laughs> one I wrote down. Let's go. Nice. Mo, are you going to be the only one that picks the rate in the new format if someone makes it their pick? Slight lean on Titans, but I mean, I still love this Raiders team. Titans plus one screams two team tees. It just screams it. DP, what's your third? Uh, Jets plus six. Yeah, how's that not the right side, Brett? Stop being such a homer. I mean, get out of here, Brett. What are you doing? I love that my three include the Browns and they include Kate. I can't go (laughs) wrong. I just can't go wrong. Yes, let's go. Kate train. I get to ride the Kate train 16 weeks next year. How are you going to pick two? Horrible AFC East teams and have a spread of six. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's. A, I, don't, I don't think the Bills are horrible. I'll be honest. That seemed a little high to me too. I, mean, I was. They're not. At they're not horrible. Should but that. Well, when Mo be... agrees with me, I mean, there's just a problem with the universe. If, if right, I'll, I'll save us from that one in week one. The Bills aren't terrible, but the, <laughs> that line should be like four. Six is absurd. The thing is, is the Jets don't realize that they suck yet. I mean, they know that they suck, but they're going to go into the season. They have a fresh slate. And they're playing a divisional team, so you know six. I know, points, man. Look, Come I on. know Rich. I know Rich has seen that roster. Have you guys looked at that roster? Bruh. I mean, my God, Bruh. Yeah, I, I saw Cade. Is this oh. defense still going to be woke? Quincy, Quincy, and Noonwal, WR one, engines, son. Yeah, so Bills by piles. <laughs> the corpse of Matt Forte, <laughs> running up the gut. Uh, something. Our Darius Stewart. Come on, guys. Is Devin, is Devin Smith still alive? No, he Where got is cut. That guy? He, he tore his ACL again in minicamp. They cut, they cut him. And he got cut. See ya. He'll be on the pass in a year and a half. Probably. Anyone who tears their ACL more than once is, uh, and it's, is a guy I'm a fan of. And a speed guy. <laughs> Any, anybody who, who tears their ACL twice and is a speed guy. Sorry, bro. Apologies. Nice career. All right, Mo, wrap us up. Give us a week one game you're on. Mine's on brand, too. Um, what do we say about the NFC East, guys? What do we say about the NFC East? Yeah, I have no yep. idea. It's always, we're always taking always the dog. Always take the dog, right? Always taking the dog. Always take the dog. Always take the dog. We got Giants plus five against the Cowboys. It's a night game. Illum's going to have it circled for week one. After they lose a few early games, uh, it's also the overvalued Cowboys. 
The G's gave them two real tough games last year. We know this defense is solid. And man, I know, I don't know exactly what the contract looks like. So the back end of it could possibly be a disaster. But Brandon Marshall is still really good. Uh, so yeah, this, this team's got weapons. And you know, Eli stinks, so he needs weapons. So just throw it in the general vicinity of these guys. They'll go get it. How bad Eli is shouldn't hurt them too terribly much. And uh, if this defense is rock solid again like it was last year, this team shouldn't be getting five against the Cowboys. Got to play. What about, G- what about Gino, though? Oh, don't even get me started. I can't wait till Gino's the week one starter. And this line is like 10, and the Giants went outright. Let's go. How much is Elum coming for its <laughs> its its money in week one? Oh my god! I mean, they're gonna. I have a feeling they're All gonna the shatter money. people's dreams. After one of the worst seasons on record, especially if the Dubs roll the the Cavs, then Elum's really gonna be out for blood. Coming for women and children. Yeah, I looked at that line as well. I also looked at the Cowboys under as well, which. It sounds, it gave me alarm bells that they hung nine and a half. Knowing that people are going to smash that number and they don't care. Like people are going to pile on over nine and a half. The public, Joe Public that just watched Dak and Zeke, they're going to unload on nine and a half when they take their Vegas vacation. Oh yeah, I was looking, the over's pretty juiced, right? But Minus 139. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys just going to stink. What's happening there? This team ain't near as good as they looked last year. Yeah, you know, they could easily go 9-7. and seven. Easily. Yeah, they don't stink. Kirk? No. <laughs> uh, Terrell Pryor? Goat? Nope. I want to know who you guys think is going to have more yards, Adrian Peterson or Marshawn Lynch? Oof. Seriously? Who's gonna that's, hit? A no, that's a no-brainer. Who's that's gonna, Lynch. Who's going to hit IR first? A I mean, I don't know, man. I think Lynch is going to be kind of a debacle. Well, yeah, of course cooked. he is. He's cooked. <laughs> They're both done. Marshall, that's what I mean. Marshawn was super cooked his last season. Last yeah, season. he was already slowing down. And a year off, and I bet that dude, oh, man, he ate so many How fucking many Skittles? Skittles in the offseason, you guys. How many Skittles, bro? All the Skittles. All of them. Fucking three packs a day. That dude tasted the fucking rainbow. Shouts to the dog getting a getting a little shout out in the pod, and that's it. That is a way too early May edition of Gridiron Gamble. You can check us out at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter. We are gridirongamble.com. You can follow us individually. I'm at Rich T Ryan. We've got at Donnie underscore Peters at Mo Nuwara N U W W A R A H and at Brett Colson C O W L S-O-N. We'll probably be giving you little nibbles of the pod during the summer, maybe do some fantasy stuff. And then just before you know it, it'll be time for the season and time for the super contest. Hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys enjoy your summer. We'll see you again soon. Peace. Out.